0: New Black Nation, your political digest with a black conservative twist. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to another episode of New Black Nation Podcast, your political digest for a uh, with a black conservative twist. I'm Brandon Wang.
1: I'm Gregory Victorin.
0: And we're so excited to be bringing back another episode for you guys that links you to some black conservative topics. Um, Today we'll be leaning a little bit more on the spiritual side. You know, we were very heavily political in our last few uh, segments, particularly as it relates to kind of like libertarian values. Um, But definitely today I want to talk a little bit more about the spiritual connection to the black community and also how political organizations or political parties are kind of, leveraging that and how they may or may not be leveraging it enough um, in certain fields that you would think are, you know, should be virtually in the bag for them. Um, But, you know, as we always start our episodes, I always, you know, like to start it off with a kickoff question uh, to Greg, and then we kind of expand um, on that. Um, so keeping to that tradition, I'll start out with kind of like a loaded question and and, and see what Greg's thoughts are um, and we'll discuss. Um, so, Greg, we yeah. have um, the topic of religion, obviously, is a very, very kind of almost taboo subject. You know, it's kind of like that. Let's not talk about that on the first date kind of topic, you know, Um, because it's just such a strong topic, Um, especially as it relates to the black community um, and connecting culturally to the black community. um, We see that there are a ton of African-Americans who are, you know, highly religious, you know, highly Christian, highly Muslim, you know, highly Buddhist, you know. and you see people were are extremely passionate about this. And in a lot of these texts, if we're looking from a religious perspective, perspective, it, it generally has a tendency to lean more conservative, right? And at, at least, at the very least, socially conservative. Um, and we've seen throughout the Black community this idea of being more socially conservative in many ways. Um, so... And also keeping in mind with that, as as I said, it's going to be a loaded question, so it's a big question with a bunch of things to answer. But um, in, in tow with that, we also have a Republican Party that, you know, is quite conservative and, and has a major evangelical, socially conservative base, um, which you would think speaks to African-Americans, you know, especially African-Americans who are more conservative leaning or socially conservative. Um, So keeping all of those things in mind, you know, and, and as a question, and also adding in another caveat to that, right. Of, you know, if we are so conservative, you know, why do we always vote Democrat and why do we always have a tendency to do things that may be counter to what we learn in our religious organizations. Wow! And why do not the why don't the Republicans or why aren't the Republicans able to capitalize on the black vote? <laughs> Considering that there may be some similarities, I forgot to add that spiel. But yes, loaded question. But <laughs> yeah. dissect it as you will. <laughs> well,
1: I think the Republican Party failed to do one thing. Hmm. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn. Every election, the Democratic Party have someone that comes to the churches to speak to the people about voting Democrat. That's something that the Republican Party needs to get involved in. They need to expose themselves to um, to the churches. They need to expose themselves to the Black community. And they need to speak for themselves with the black community versus what they're hearing in cnn and msnbc and the media they need to put their own stories out there and they need to tell the black community what they are about and what their values are versus somebody else doing it for them because oftentimes when people do it for them make fun out of it and you know that Kind of you know make it you know like a game, like you know uh, uh, they make a joke out of it, but through the joke, it's a message that goes through. So the Republican Party really need to expose themselves to the black community, to the churches in the black community, to have round tables with them, have conversation with them, talk to them about who they are, what they are and what they represent that's one thing that the republicans party could do because that's one thing the democratic party does every election someone comes in our churches to talk democrat the other thing with the you know why so many black community are you know voting democrat is because they want to have their cake and eat it too um let's face it right everybody knows if you grew up uh, if you if you if a child grew up with biblical principle 9 out of 10 he would not end up in jail because the 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 root and the um, the the education that comes from it it shows them how to respect one another you know it shows them how to deal with problems right so in our community, you know, people don't go, young kids don't go to church like that anymore. Um, and it's not something that has just happened. You have to look at the whole structure of the Black community. And, and when I say the whole structure, right now, a 45-year-old woman is already a great-great-grandmother. So the structure is broken. Right. Our grandmother used to take us to church when our parents didn't do it or they had to work. Our grandparents would be the person that, you know, home and they would be the one that doing that. And today's generation, we don't have our grandparents anymore. You know, we have 40 year old women that's already great um, grandparents and they have to go to work themselves. So therefore, if nobody is bringing those young kids into church and teach them about um, God loves and all these things, nobody else is going to do it. They're exposed out there. So if they don't know their values, it's easy for them to be uh, manipulated. And that's exactly what's happening to them. They don't know their values. They don't know, the, you know, anyone who said they're a Christian, but you will know them by their fruit. Just because you say you are doesn't mean that that's what you are. You understand? So some of them could claim that, but their actions will actually show you if that's what they really are.
0: Right, and 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 then that's a that's an important point to say there too. I mean that you know there's a key issue there with you know uh, parents becoming younger and younger. Um, and, and that making it extremely difficult for, you know, that sense of childcare, right? Because in a sense, it's almost like it's getting worse in a sense, because at least, at least, you know, at at the very least, you know, back then when we were at the height of single parent households, we may have had a grandmother or someone that was, you know, retired or at least uh, uh, worked uh, worked less enough so that they can come and kind of take care of the children. To your point, but now, as you mentioned, you brought up a really good point. As as parents are starting to become younger and younger, um, you know, and and their kids are following same trends and having kids very young as well. Um, we're having we're we're kind of obliterating the traditional grandma role um, that that would sit there and, you know, kind of take care of the children and kind of rear them in the sense of there's at least some sense of responsibility or some sense of spirituality.
1: Yeah, because, you know, that's a lot of wisdom, knowledge and understanding that's gone. You understand? Uh, A parent, you know, could give what you have. If you didn't have much education, if you didn't have, you know, here's how i I look at it right um there's a difference with you know um someone wanted to be a family and needed to be a family you know so um just because someone have a kid doesn't mean that they really wanted to have that kid that kid just so happened to happen and they just okay they have to deal with it um the black community unfortunately we don't plan to have children we just have children we don't you know we do not say okay this is my goal after college uh you know i'm gonna spend two years i'm gonna get married Then i'm gonna have my family like we don't have those kind of structure we don't have those kind of education so we go out there we go party and stuff like that and then we end up getting pregnant and then these are things that we just have to deal with it's not things that they have planned for because if you plan for it you will do your researches, you will get yourself ready, you will get everything ready because that's something that you plan for, it's something that you're expecting, and it's something that you want to have. Um, nowadays, you know, that's not what's happening, um, you know, and that's breaking the structure of mothers and fathers, um, you know, because if I'm not, if, if I'm a child myself, if I'm 16, 18, 19, 20, You know, what do I know about being a parent? I'm still basically a child. I'm still in the learning phase, you understand? So for me now to have a child and my parents are working and I have to go to work, so now who's gonna do the babysitting? Who's gonna do this? Who's gonna help me? Who's gonna give me the support? Who's gonna be my backup? There's nobody that could be your backup because everyone that was designed to
0: be that backup, they're still working. Yeah. So what would you say? Um, so then a lot of people would say that you know the answer to solving some of those issues is to have a solid ground back into religion or spirituality in some way. Um, so from your perspective, what do you think having religion um, for the Black community does for them? Like, what does following through on religion and having that sense of religious community or spiritual community do for Black people?
1: Well, and for my own experience, it was very powerful. Um, I was out there, um, you know, and people in my church in Brooklyn, you know, they never gave up. You know, they always called me. They always trying to you know, have a conversation with me. They're always trying to tell me, you know, the group of people that you're hanging out with, you know, they're not going to lead you. Like they always keep me in the back of their mind. And they always reach out to me. They're always trying to find me. And when they see me come around, they embrace me. You understand? So in my experience, it you know when they have bible study with me and this you know they speak to me about the gang life you know about going to prison doing all these things the lifestyle that you live in you know is only gonna get you nowhere you know you you can only go so far with it you know has a child you know not everything going to register but at the same time you will see that it makes sense right but you know kids you know our mind is not fully uh, uh, um, where it needs to be, so we're always going to be rebellious, but the beauty of it was nobody in the church really turned their back. You know, the ones that, that had a I, I had a close relationship with, my parents used them to communicate with me when they couldn't because I was so rebellious. So because they couldn't talk to me, my parents couldn't talk to me, the friends that I have in the church and the friends that they know that I had that had a good influence, they spoke to them to approach me in certain conversation So that's the power of having your kids going to the church because they will have a biblical um, upbringing um, and they will have their experience because if they live in both lives, out there and in the church, they will balance it out and they will know the difference because God said to love your neighbors, you know, you should not steal, you should not commit adultery, you should not do all these things. These are things that is good for the black community. You understand the family structure is good for the black community, right? So why would government not want to support church in that sense? That's keeping black kids um, out of jail, but that's not what the what the um, politician wants to promote because the more kids that's out there, the more problem that they're going to cause and the more money that they will make in the prison system. And church prevents that from happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I can agree with um, a lot of re- religions or religious institutions kind of having a... A kind of like brotherly uh, companionship, sort of relationship, um, and particularly, you know, like if we're looking at you know the Muslim sect for how it relates to Black people as well, um, they really embrace this this kind of brotherhood kinship, you know, that's really together in one place, and we're saying we're you know we're all in this together, and let's all strive and work together to kind of be successful and you know, uh, prove, you know, prove our faith and prove ourselves to God. And, you know, it kind of gives people a sense of hope and a sense of men- mission or purpose, um, which, you know, kind of people who have a tendency to be disconnected, have a harder time dealing with. Right. Because, you know, when you're thinking about things yourself and you're not really thinking of it in a broader religious sense, you know, you really have to do that much more work to kind of really like carve out a path for your life, right? And it's just like, you know, in a, in a religious setting, you kind of have, you, you have a standard, you you kind of have a testament, if you will, you know, by the books, etc., And you're kind of working and challenging yourself every day to make sure that you strive to accomplish those goals and to be as close to, um, to God as you can. Um, but then you have, you know, people on the other side of this respect uh, spectrum that either do not have a religion or do not embrace God at all. So like, for example, um, myself, you know, I am more so of a deist Um, Which is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like, you know, some of our founding fathers were deists. They basically say that, you know, we believe in God, but we don't believe in religion. And we believe that God created all of us, but um, God isn't sitting here, you know, or sitting on an iron throne kind of looking at us you know, and saying, this is what you need to do, or you will be banished to hell kind of thing. You know, it's like more so of a, um, he created us to be, um, and we're living out our existence. And then he continued on um, to, you know, to continue creation and continue the universe. And, and he left us with spiritual tools, you know, that You know we have so sometimes some of us have a like a sixth sense you know we can be very connected to people or have a good intuition you know these things are all god you know um when really amazing things happen you know these things are all leftover um you know spirit from god because we all have a spirit we all have a soul we all are part of god and you know, that's kind of like the way we look at the world and and, and how we experience our, our lives and interact with our lives. So in, in that case, we don't really have a text to look at, right? So we really just have to rely on ourselves to kind of build a life for us, right? And, and build what our moral integrity. So my question is, you know, we understand that, you know, religion can be a very uh, unifying force for people and can be a very structured approach um, that help people kind of have a sense of purpose. Um, but there are certain scenarios where people, you know, in the black community, particularly or may not be religious, you know, maybe they're atheists, um, or maybe they are you know, somewhere in between. Um, so what do we say to those people who may not be ready for a religious commitment or a spiritual commitment in some sense to kind of really look at life at a more critical level and look at life beyond themselves?
1: Well, I would say that, you know, um, one thing that we all have, um, everybody has the ability to do, um, and we all have questions, right? And uh, the Bible uh, is ancient history, right? We regardless if people agree with it or not, or people want to accept it or not, right? And stuff, um, it shows you the beginning, how everything was created, right? God's original plan was not for us to be where we are today, that was not his original plan. Um, because of sin, we are where we are today, right? So if Jesus Christ was working this earth. He never pushed his belief in no one. His, he was there preaching the message for whoever wanted it. A lot of people don't understand this, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody was designed to be saved. Not everybody is going to be saved, right? right. Uh, not everybody wants to be saved, right? It's a personal uh, relationship that you have to have with God, with the creator, um, that will determine if you know where you're, gonna, where you're going to be. Religion for itself, different days, believers, different followers. Does it's not going to save you? That's not the only thing that's going to save you. God says, "If you love me, follow my commandment." You know, He says, "No one goes to the Father without going through me." So how can you claim you love the Father that, whom you never met, and me that was here in this earth to, with you, and you deny me? So. you know, regardless if we want to accept the fact, right, people don't want to believe because the Bible uh, um, and Christianity, first of all, is to be like Christ, right? The word Christianity is to be like Christ. So if Christ had given an example how he lived his life and he had left a structure for us to follow, right, it's just like the forefathers that we have. They have the uh, um, the Second Amendment and, um, and the bills—they um, leave a structure for whoever's coming behind them to follow. Some of them follow, it. some of them choose to, do, you know, to remove themselves from it to do their own thing. So it's the same way I look at it. Some people follow the structure, or some people try to follow the structure, uh, and some people don't want to have nothing to do with it because the structure is designed so strict. Like, it stops them from doing what they want to do or for being what they want to be or for living the lifestyle they want to live so people don't want really to engage with it. So, because, you know, uh, it forces you to change your ways. It forces you to do right. It forces you, you know, to treat your neighbors right. You know, it forces you, you know, to respect one another. So, people that wants to do what they want to do and people that wants, you know, to have whatever they wants to have without any consequences, yeah, they're gonna kind of reject or stay away from the uh, from that uh, historical stories because they don't want to change their ways for that. So what I will say to them, you know, um, if someone comes to me with a conversation and stuff, I will just keep, you know, Keep talking to them, you know. There's, you know, I cannot force religion on no one, you know. People have to accept that on their own. So the only thing I could do for someone is to keep them in my prayer, and you know, always trying to be a positive um, person in their life. Always trying to, you know, give them a good advice. Always trying to talk to them, um, and then trying to keep them in the right track. Um, the rest. The person himself have to accept it. The person have to want it, you know? So that's how it is.
0: Right. And do you feel like, you know, as Black people, do we generally react well um, or get along well? Um, with other black people that may not be religious or may not share or or, or a similar uh, religious view uh, viewpoint or or outlook on the world um, you know, and of course, everybody you know is different on this particular subject, but I'm just talking about generally and within the black community, like do you feel that you know, a black christian can hang out and still be friends and 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 talk and be you know do things with and a black atheist
1: well paul say right i became all thing to all men just to win some accept sin right our job is to be friend with everybody our job is to engage with everybody how can you preach to someone or how can you tell someone God loved them if you're not engaging with them? You understand? Um, someone's um, belief or someone's personal lifestyle or someone um, 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 that have habits, that have nothing to do with the relationship you try to create with that person to tell them about your Savior, to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. The only way you could engage with the person is to be friend with the person, right? Is to have conversation with the person. Um, Is to have a relationship with the person, right? Um, How can you be a Christian if you're staying away from certain people for whatever reason that is? That's not Christian-like. God, when he was working on this earth, he didn't stay away from nobody. His truth was his truth. The truth was, you know... um, how you say the truth matters, right? You don't have to say in a harsh way to make someone feel bad, but the truth is the truth. God told the truth. Some people accepted, some people did not accept it, but He didn't hold anything in His heart, you know, um, against any group or any any religions or even the people that hanged there. He didn't hold anything in His heart for um, for them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they did, what they do. So he believed everybody have a chance of redemption. Everybody have a chance and opportunity to inherit his kingdom. Everybody. I don't care who you are, what your past was, what you have done in the past. He says, if you accept me and you love me, you baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you leave that life behind everybody have a chance to inherit his kingdom. And that's why we as Christians should not push anybody away. We should not turn conversation just because we feel uncomfortable or, you know, we should not be harsh how we speak to people. You know, we should just engage in conversation with people and discuss this thing in a respectful manner.
0: Right. And 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 how 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 well would you rate you know religious black people on that interaction with other black people who are non-religious? Well, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how how open do you think most people of of religions or you can specifically speak about black Christians in your opinion and what you've seen in your immediate circle or within your sect of Christianity? You know how well do you think they are, and can com- I guess compare them based on your look? You know,
1: well, in my experience, right when we were growing up, we were always having conversation with the Muslim, right? We always had conversation uh, with the Roman Church with uh, black people that goes to the Roman Church, uh, um, and Sunday,
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and stuff we, like our conversation. You know, is always biblical based, like. I love when I used to have conversation with the Muslim brothers, right? Because he used to be so deep. And it's all in love. You know, we, we disagree on a lot of things. Um, we agree on a lot of things. But, you know, it's all in love. Like, you know, there was no um, bad feelings because every Saturday night they come back. We battle each other. Um, you know, if, if one of them asks a question, you know, we don't have the answer. We say, okay, we'll come back to you. Based on my experience, you know, dealing with um, other Black people, um, it's always been a good thing. There, there's no high, you know, there's no negativities uh, involved with it. There's no hate. Um, in my experience, it's always, um, they always embrace it. The only thing I would say is, is culture is different. Like, you know, when you talk about different cultures when it comes to religion, that's a whole different game. But people, um, when you come one-on-one with the Hispanic people, when I speak to them, um, you know, it's all in love, it's all in good um attention. To, um Jehovah Witnesses, you know, when they knock on my door, I always open, we always have conversations. So it's always been good.
0: Hmm. Wow. Okay that's interesting to see your perspective so you would say that it's it's definitely good and you would say that um black people have a tendency to be open um with people now that would be um inter like so you would be rating it good on interfaith um good interfaith communication yeah um but but how would you say your average black person feels about a black person that's an atheist or let's say like a black person Christian or a black muslim would come across someone who is um who who is a sat- satanist, right? or satanic or whatever, you know. Like how do you think that conversation would go? Well, <laughs> they're well, like, you know, I, th- this person is just legitimately I love Satan or something, you know. And it's <laughs> like you you just can't help but like, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot more difficult, like, because you are talking about the similarities, and of course, there are, this, there are, of course, crossovers, you know, when it comes to talking to someone else of religious faith, um, in kind of like an Abrahamic umbrella, right, or a different yeah. sect. But my big question is, is how are we addressing those people who are like, completely disconnected from the status quo of, you know, participating in an Abrahamic religion?
1: Well, in my experience, always been different, right? When I was growing up, um, we had people that was very satanic um, that believe in those things, right?
0: And mm-hmm. they and I, also the voodoo people, yeah, and things like well, that too. Yeah,
1: right. The, you know, the voodoo. A lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people don't think it, um, it exists, but let me show them it exists and it's very, very, very real and stuff so people that engage in voodoo um you know people that believe in black magic this and uh, all these things um uh, they know the bible more than you believe it or not most of them know the bible better than most of us that cause ourselves christians because they have to know it in order for them to do some of the things that they're doing right um there's a lot of people that does Black magic and voodoo that I had conversation with. We grew up in a family where they, they have conversation with everyone. And the most people that they will have conversation with is, is people like those, like the voodoo people, all these people that believe in black magic. And, you know, they used to have conversation with them. And my things that I witnessed and my family witnessed, I know there's a limit with the voodoo people when it comes to Christianity. And that's a long story for me to go into, but I will say this in the end, a lot of them end up changing their ways and trying to get baptized. Although most of them never, um, you know, really made it to that point, but just the idea of some of them saying, okay, they would like to have Bible study with you, that alone is a plus. So and these have been my experience. Um, You know, people that worship um, this kind of things, um, they believe in it. Um, Their parents um, believe in it, Um, and most of the time it's a generation thing. You know, it came from their parents, and they keep the tradition going and going and going and going, and you know until this generation. So it's the same thing with Christianity, Um, but. The thing is, once you start engaging in conversation with them, if the person is open-minded and they have a conversation, a lot of time, you know, it's a good thing. A lot of good do come out of it.
0: OK. So so then it, it would seem that the Black community doesn't suffer. Um, and, and, and I would agree. Um in comparison to a lot of other countries or nationalities or races that we see sometimes out there, you know it seems that the black community is not really so um hung up on the topic of religion right it's it's not something that we really cringe at, you know and we're we're pretty fluid you know in accepting people for who they are. Um, Obviously, people will be open to, you know, helping people to conform or, you know, to their side or come to their side. Um, But they're not necessarily saying that, you know, I'm not going to associate with you because you're from this particular cloth. Yeah. Virtual uh, realm, which is a good thing. So if we have that openness within the Black community, um, then what do you think is stopping a lot of black people from participating in religious um, functions or religious events. Because you alluded to this before and you said that, well, not everyone's going to be saved. You know, not everybody is going to be destined to follow a religious path. Um, and you know, I, I can agree with you there. Not everybody is going to be religious or spiritual and things of that nature or feel that they have an affinity or connection with God. Um, but now, keeping that, those things in mind, how would you say what or what would you say is the best way for um, religious communities um, to reach out to the those Black people that may not, you know, want to be involved religiously, but may still need some kind of benefit or have some type of benefit, you know, from the structure that people have in, in, in religious circles or organizations?
1: Well, you know, I will go back to the beginning of my uh, of this conversation, right? It was something that the elders in the church used to do, engaging those communi- um, communication with these people, like you know the, the the retired mother, the retired father that had the extra time in their hand. They would walk throughout the neighborhood. They would give a a, a a template to someone, um, you know. They would give them you know um, uh, a little Bible or have a little um, Bible study with them and stuff like that. Right? Um, it's not happening. Because nowadays um, we are robbed of time, right? Mm-hmm. No, we don't have time, you know, um, to do those kind of work anymore. Most of us are working two jobs. Most of us are barely making it, right? And there's another thing that a lot of people have to recognize, and is our college institution right? Most of them is teaching our children religion does not exist. So if you look at our churches today, a lot of the young, a lot of the youth are living churches. They do not want to engage. It's not happening, you know, just for the hell of happening. No. They are being taught in school, you know, it's not well. They are being taught to stay away from it. So You know, um, which is why a lot of people, a lot of religious people, the fear of sending their kids away for college is very troubling because they fear of those kind of things happening also. So, you know, there is a movement, you know, to discredit religion and, you know, uh, religious people. And it's not, they're not doing it because they have something um, really against religion, I think they do with it for more political reasons, right? Uh, they believe if you are conservative, uh, you know, you are Christian. Um, so therefore, um, if you are Christian, and I'm a, um, 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 if I'm a Christian, I'm automatically a conservative, and they don't know that, okay, this it's two different things and stuff right so there's a movement to move people away from religion structure and it's only affecting unfortunately the black community uh and the reason that it's, uh, it's affecting the black community we do not have our own institution we do not have our own school we do not have our own structure. Everything we do, we depend on the government to provide it for us. And because they're providing it for us, so they have the right to
0: manipulate our mind. Right. It's it's very interesting there. And it seems like there is a um, overlap in terms of a, a shared struggle that we're facing for a lot of the um, adaptations and the reforms that could take place, um, to help black people as a whole. And, and, and that overlap is, is a lack of time. And, you know, I see on a, across many disciplines and many issues, um, that relate to our community. We we're kind of suffering from that situation of, we don't have enough time where we don't have enough people. Um, now do we think that, like, for example, we have a lot of older people who are in the religious organizations or institutions, right? And and perhaps maybe a lot of these people may be retired in some fashion or some form. Um, what do you think is kind of um, maybe blocking some of those people from taking more... Um, more uh, taking children or, or or helping out with the child care or child re- re- rearing kind of section to kind of provide some kind of foundation for children? Um, do you think it's like a situation of they think, you know, maybe these kids are too far gone? Or do you think it's like, uh you know, maybe it's too complex to worry about? Or do you think that perhaps it's um, in a religious institution, maybe people are more concerned about what's going on for their particular members, maybe, and not the overall community that's not a part of their religious community.
1: So, a lot of them are doing that, right? A lot of them, um, they are uh, adapting kids. A lot of them, um, they are uh, involved um, in food kitchen uh, feeding the homeless. Um, a lot of them, you know, go to door do- during this pandemic um, to check in elderly people. Um, they go and bring people food, the elders' food that cannot come out because of this um, whole um, situation that we're in. Um, but even before that, a whole lot of them was doing it. Even I started to do it. I hate going into hospital. I can't tell someone, hey, I cannot walk into a hospital to go visit people. But I had to force myself to do it uh, because why it is important for someone to be in a hospital, for them to see a familiar faces, or for them to get a visit to, from someone saying, "Hey, I would like to pray with you. Or I would like to uh, have a conversation with you." Right. So because I became a Christian, there's a lot of things that I'm forcing myself to do, so it, be- it could become second nature to me because that's what is asking of me. Right. So. In our uh, system right now, where the Black community is, we have to look at the the problem, right? The the first problem that we have, we're having too many kids out of red black. We're having too many kids, and we're not taking care of those kids, and those kids ending up in the system, right? And that's very dangerous for our community because once those kids end up in the system, if they don't find a family to take them in, to remove them from this structure, they're gonna be lost. Nine out of 10 will be lost because the structure that the government have, there's no discipline in it. It's a structure where they could do whatever, whenever, and the monitor them, you know, and once they reach the age of um, the age of 18, is it that they kick them out of the program and they start locking them up for the little things that they used to do, that they used to get away with it. Now, all of a sudden, they can't get away with it no more. So now they have to sentence them. So our community needs to understand you need to educate the kid. You need... To uh, spend time with those kids and you need to love them and you need to cherish them and you need to give them the structure and discipline that they need And today's generation people don't can't even talk about discipline no more there's a difference between discipline and abusing and you know people don't want to uh, uh, uh admit the, you know about it because why I'm going to say this, it's going to sound harsh, but that's what it is, right? And the TV shows that we used to watch, I used to see, um, you know, little kids. Um, oh, I hate you. And that's what they are telling to their mother. I hate you. I wish you were dead, you stupid bitch, this and that. I'm like, are you serious? These are 15, 16-year-old kids or younger cursing at their mom. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I love you. No. And the black community, right, in Brooklyn, When the parents try to discipline their kids, guess who step in? The cops. They will move the kid away from the house. Or they will arrest the parents for disciplining the child. But if the child came inside of the house with the drugs, guess who get arrested? Almost everyone in the house get arrested. So you're not allowed to discipline them. You're not allowed to give them structure. You're not allowed to do anything that will help them. And if you do, you get punished for it has the parent. The only thing you could do is pray and hope that your child life will be changed before it's too late for them.
0: Hmm. And,
1: and, and, and it was getting so worse in Brooklyn. They even had a new law um, a few years ago where um, I forgot the name of the law, but they called it that you know, the kids abusing their parents. Because that's what was happening in Brooklyn. It gets to the point where the kid was actually beating up the parents, you know, hitting the parents with um, um, different objects because they know that the parents couldn't discipline them. So now there was even a new law to protect the parents from their kids. The government is too much involved in the black community. Government is too much involved in how the black community raise their kids. Government is too involved in that, and because government is involved in that, it's hard for the black community to raise up their kids, even in the project.
0: Well, and that also brings me to you know our kind of part that we didn't really talk too much about, and the from the initial question at the start of our of our, our podcast, and that was and because we're going right into government, which is great. Um, to kind of that's a way to kind of end us off in this you know in this in in this episode is to really talk about the uh, republicans and the democrats so you know again tying everything back to this kind of religious um uh religious kind of identity collective identity that many people have right we've identified that african americans can be highly religious in in, many ways um a lot of conservatives can be highly religious in many ways um both understand right let's say the republican party their big thing is you know let's stop destroying the families let's you know make sure that the families have everything in order so that you know things can be taken care of let's have the nuclear family all of these other things but yet um we're not really seeing a lot of policy put in place to really help children you know, and really be at the forefront for providing the things that would make children successful. Um, And it's, and it's interesting because, you know, I think on this particular issue, you can have millions of black people who support these kind of policies and initiatives, you know, to put more emphasis into the family or the nuclear family, whatever you want to say the family is. So you would think that they would connect with Republicans on this and Republicans, you would think they would be able to market to the, to the black community pretty seamlessly with a lot of these issues that are obviously very important to black communities everywhere. But yet Democrats are the ones doing it. And I would argue that they're not really helping either in terms of that religious perspective, because if anything, Democrats are, are a lot, are are more pro secularism, you know, and being disconnected from spirituality and religion, et cetera. So I, I j- just, perhaps we can spend the next few minutes kind of talking about this kind of oxymoron in, in, in my sense. Am, am I getting something wrong here? Like, why, why is this, this happening in the way that it's happening? <laughs> well, you're right.
1: Uh, <clears throat> the Democratic Party, they are genius in marketing and how they go after their vote. Right, and a lot of people don't want to give them credit for it. Uh, you have to have to give them credit for the work that they have been doing in the past several years. They have been brilliant, right? Bill Clinton was the president for black people because he played the trumpet, not because he did anything for black people, basically, but because he played the damn saxophone. All of the song, he's the president for black people, right? The Democratic Party uses the church. For their agenda right uh, if you look at all the mega churches all of them right most of them you will you know more likely see a uh, 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 um, Democratic candidate um, to come speak in their church they will allow it more than a Republican candidate right and that's not by mistake you, you understand we are being this
0: this candidate is talking about pro-choice and everything else that you would think a religious person would not agree with
1: (laughs) exactly which is why i tell you earlier just because someone say they are a religion group doesn't mean that that's what they really are because remember religion a lot of people don't want to admit to it is a big business you have pastors you know that own private jet private this private that Every money goes in their pocket, so people don't want to admit to it. A lot of people open churches up to be rich, and they're not about to preach message of reform. That's not what they're preaching. They are careful of what message they put out there and how they preach their message, because it's not about reforming anyone. It's about making people feel comfortable. And it's about making sure that they stay where they are and to keep giving to them. So, you know, the 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 Democratic Party, you know, even okay, I would say I I would say it like that, right? Even if you know black people say, okay, I cannot support the Republicans, I think Republicans are racist, this and that, okay. But if you claim you're a Christian. And you look at the two structure, and you tell me clearly which structure do you think is more Christ-like? And you tell me it's the Democrat. I don't need to have any further conversation with you. Something is broken inside of your head. (laughs) You understand? (laughs) So (laughs) you may disagree with how the uh, republicans are doing their thing and stuff and black people they have a chance and opportunity to join the republican party they're not doing it you know why they don't want to be called uncle tom or they don't want to be picked out by the other side or they don't want to make fun of a lot of people in college they are conservative. They are afraid to say that they are conservative because they are afraid of being attacked.
0: So yeah, I mean, minus is, mine is Brandon Wang that walks around in college campus and in cities with his uh, "Trump fuck your feelings" hat. <laughs>
1: so you know, it's not about right or wrong. It's about feelings for them. They're so emotional. They have the emotion involved in every little thing. They're not looking at facts. They're not looking at the truth. You know, it's all about how I feel. It's all about, you know, right or wrong. It's about, oh, you know, this is what I feel. This is what I feel like we should be doing. And this is what we should be doing because I'm rich, you poor, so it's gonna be my way, not yours.
0: Hmm. So, okay, so we talked about the Democrats. And what they're doing. But now talk to me about the Republicans. What are they not doing? Because to me, I feel like this should be in the bag, you know, like this should be in the bag. Like this should not be a a strong issue for Republicans to to recruit or bring on black uh, black voters. I mean, it just seems like there are so many things that they can relate to. Um, and so many things that they could desire in many facets of the black community. Um, and and for God's sakes, the Republican Party was the party that freed the slaves. Like what I mean, it was there was a lot of different things that were here. So, I mean, where did they go wrong? And and what are they doing wrong? And what can they do better to get a larger segment of the black vote? You see, the, the Republican
1: Party is not doing anything wrong. The, the Republican Party, is, they're just not doing enough, right? You look at Bill um, um, de Blasio, the mayor of New York, right? The difference between the Republican people and the Democratic people, the Republican people, they're involved in um, um, council meeting. They hold their people accountable and the people that they put in office, uh, uh, responsible when bills or when things are not being done, and if something is passed and the people don't like it, they'll hold them accountable, right? the The Democratic Party, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're sleeping.
0: Uh, we mean you mean the Republican Party?
1: party. Uh, I mean the Democratic Party. They are don't. Mm. They don't hold the people that they put in office are are accountable for anything that they do. I
0: see. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The Republican party really holds people accountable when they're not doing something and they go out and protest and say something about it. But the democratic part, the democratic constituents will sit there and year and year, year by year and get, all of Not. the promises up the, the wazoo and never get anything done. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to vote you in again. <laughs> they
1: employ the oppressor, right? And they talk about the being oppressed. You're the person that's oppressing you. Bill de Blasio pass a bill in New York to criminalize taxi drivers if they hit someone and the person died to charge them with criminal intent. Now, why did... New York, why is it that Brooklyn, Black Lives Matter, did not put together to go against that bill, right? In order for you to charge someone with intent, they have to be intent, meaning that the person have to know the person in order for them to kill them. The person has to have be... have the killed.
0: intention to kill. Yeah. yeah the they, they, have it's to be, premeditated, you know.
1: You know, uh, 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 under the influence, drugs, alcohol, and stuff, if the person was reckless driving... I will accept it. If the person was in their cellular phone and they hit the other person They wasn't paying attention, I will accept it. So there's none of those things involved. You're going to charge the person with criminal attempts, right? In New York, 95% of the taxi drivers, they are black and Hispanic. So I wrote him a letter and I called him out on it. I said, that bill that you passed is no different than stop and frisk. You are terrorizing the black community because all, um, they don't have that much, that much white taxi drivers in Brooklyn and in the Bronx and in New York. Most of them are black, Hispanic, um, Arab, you know, those are the people that drive taxis in New York the most. So the Republican party needs to get involved in entertainment. They need to hire entertainers that could crack jokes in the other side, just like the other side's packing jokes on them. You got to make it fun. Yeah. You have to come out your, your suit and your high horse. You got to come to the people's level. Right? right. So You want them, since they like being entertained, entertain their ass.
0: Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, and and also looking at it, the Republicans kind of had many decades of kind of being this party that protected really big business and corporations and these kind of things. And Democrats were always the working kind of poor, you know, run of the mill kind of uh, american citizen class and wow. i think this was a big issue sometimes for them and i think the republicans need to realize that just like what you said they need to take their suit off and they need to come down to earth to kind of talk with people but the establishment really didn't want to do that they wanted to continue to you know continue to be you know that party for the rich and you know and wealthy and just kind of you know, and maybe some medium-sized businesses and things like that. Um, and that's really where they kind of wanted to segue and stay at, but they have to realize that in order for them to grow and to en- encompass more of the American population, they're going to have to be more innovative and have to reach people and come and, and meet people where they are.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the one thing I would uh, um, argue, right, that was a, a friction. That that was um, something that they throw out. The, the Republican Party was more for businesses, big businesses, right? If you look at back, even during the Civil War, right? Most of those houses, the presidencies, most of those things was being held by Democrats, right? The Republicans realized the only way for them to stay in competition with the Democratic, they have to be they have to have rich people also on their side. History even showed you all those Democrats, all those um, major scientists, um, Charles Darwin, all those um, people, they were Democrats. And they were the people that writing books. They were the people that um, was promoting the Democratic Party. They were the people that telling people... I mean, they were the people that um, Hitler, Russia, right? So... The Republican, in order for them to stay in competition and for them to hold their seat, they have to have money behind them. The way they did it, they overdid it. Do you think the Democratic Party would exist if they didn't have big money behind them? Think about it. They're so quick to say, oh, all the businesses that support the Democratic Party, but they don't want to mention the businesses that supporting them. And if you look at all the bills that the Democratic Party passed for the Black community, it's all social shit. There's nothing to help them to do for themselves. There's nothing to help them to come out of their own struggle. We have our first Black president. I was happy. I was, like, excited. I said, oh, I'm going to vote for Barack Obama. It's going to change things around, right? I was expecting him to pass the crime bill. At least do that. We formed the prison system, all these things. You know, immigration. They didn't do that. Right? Again, in this day, if Donald Trump say, if you guys go out and vote for me, I will give you immigration. Uh, uh, anyone that's already here will get the visas, will get this, will get that. I guarantee you Donald Trump will be the next president.
0: Mm.
1: Why are they not saying it? The Democrat doesn't want to do it. They want to talk about it. They had a chance and opportunity to fix that system under Bill Clinton. They had a chance and opportunity to pass it and fix it under Barack Obama. They didn't do it. You know why they didn't do it? That's how they went vote. By manipulating that system. All that, oh, Donald Trump is sending people back, this and that. Yes, he did. But who, what president didn't? Barack Obama sent more people back than any other president in the past. Why they didn't talk about that during that time? Why they didn't go you know, um, and, and video the houses where they were keeping these people when Barack was in office? It's not about right or wrong with the Democratic Party. It has never been about right or wrong. It's always been about their agenda. And their agenda is to have the House, the Senate, and the White House.
0: Well, and that's a very bleak uh, ending, unfortunately for us, because we are over time. And... Um, That is definitely um, something that I fear and hope that doesn't happen (laughs) Uh, as it comes in November because, you know, people are thinking about it. But, you know, there's a lot that needs to be done. And I think slowly but surely um, conservatives are starting to see that. And I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to be making those transitions to really kind of take the culture back in a really meaningful way and also bring out some policy that makes sense because we have every opportunity to really, you know, change society for the good. We have Antifa coming around and, and, and Marxist movements going all over trying to, you know, really just destroy the country. Um, and I think this is a better time than ever, you know, for someone to come with good leadership and good strength and, you know, someone who really loves the country and and, and wants to be realistic about what makes sense. Um, and running with it. And I think that can be really well, a uh, really well turnout for the uh, Republicans or conservatives in general. Um, but again, with that being said, you know, we've gone over and I think it was a very fruitful conversation. We talked about a lot in you know, religion and how um, better we can uh, engage more people of different um, beliefs. Um, and political spectrums. Um, and I really hope that you all enjoyed our wonderful conversation. Um, as always, we can be reached on social media. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Real Brandon Wang on Parlor. Um, and you can find Greg at uh, Gregory Victorin. Um, or you can also email us respectively at GVictorin. Um, that's G-V-I-C-T-O-R-I-N at MBNUSA.com and B-Wang at MBNUSA.com. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, um, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye-bye now. Okay.